0: to edge of the rabbit hole i'm author and ghost historian mike ricksecker with me as always my co-host is victoria monday and down in the chat room quarantine ghosts haunting the chat we have a fantastic guests coming up for us tonight june lundgren psychic medium is in the house uh, she's also a animal communicator healer nurse demon seer international paranormal investigator and author with over 40 years of experience in the paranormal field As a child, she communicated with spirits, animals, and angels, and she's here with us this evening to talk about all of these things. June, welcome to the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I do want to start talking with you here about uh, animal spirit communication, which is always a fascinating topic, and I know, uh, was it just yesterday that you were able to uh, help Victoria out with something? So I want to hear more about this story and what happened how you're able to communicate uh, with these animals.
1: Uh, that's okay. Um, well, I, my grandmother raised me for the first five years, and she is a medium and a psychic, and it it travels in all the women of the family. It's handed down from generation to generation, and it's only the females. But she noticed right away that the animals would, you know, congregate near my crib or wherever I was down on the floor or outside in the grass. And uh, she talked to Michael do what she wants to do because it came natural when you know when I left there and was back with my mother, it's like she didn't want me to have anything to do with anything special because she thought it was strange. so I had to hide my gifts
0: mm-hmm. for most of my life
1: until I left and for the military
0: right and that seems to be an unfortunate uh, story they hear from a, a lot of people that early on. Uh, they're made to repress their gifts. Um, you know, yeah. So it's 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 a real shame. But So when was it that you started to realize um, you know, and, and start to come out of, I, I don't want to call it a shell, but for lack of a better term, where you were able to start using your gifts a little bit more?
1: I used them to communicate with the other side a lot to help people cross over and stuff when I was a kid. And I had a tendency to avoid graveyards. But then, you know, one of the... One of the uh, dead women said, you know, we know you're coming before you know you're coming.
2: (laughs) Interesting. I was
1: was 10 or 11 years old when when I said that. And I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense, I guess, you know. But um, my gifts, I still had to keep them under wraps. I couldn't do anything at home or anything like that. And when I was at my grandmother's, it was great because I could do whatever, you know, she would, she schooled me. I would ride my bike over to her house and she schooled me and taught me all the different things, how to look for the bad ones, how to look for the good ones, how to protect myself, that sort of thing. And, and it's elementals were quite awesome because my grandparents lived on a farm and there was a couple of elementals that lived there. And to me, they, you know, one of them looked like, I'm gnome. And the other one kind of That's looked like a silly type of spri- you know, sprite type of creature. Yeah, but they were quite nice. You know, you just don't want to get them mad by doing something that they don't like, mm-hmm. like tearing down the trees and stuff.
0: Mm. Yeah. The irony of it all, Victoria, you were just telling me a gnome story earlier this evening.
2: Yeah. And they, they make me giggle when they're next to me. I just... It's just like you want to laugh like you're with your best friend and you're like, (laughs) you know, like what's going on, you know? And the girl I was with, the lady I was with had an SLS camera and she goes, there's something right next to you. And um, when we played it back, she had her phone sitting on the bed and she could see something dancing on her phone. And when she played her phone back on the audio, when she checked it, you could hear the tapping. (laughs) I was like, they are just cracking me up. Yeah, she's like, there's one next to you. I'm,
1: I'm, okay. <laughs> I don't feel threatened, and I'm not scared. Yeah. So I've only run into one that, was, <laughs> one that was upset, and he was upset because they were cutting down the trees and stuff and not putting back, not giving back. And yeah, so, two, so they had a problem <laughs> on their farm because of that. And I told him, I said, this is what you have to do. You have to replant. I said, if you replant, all this stuff will stop, and you'll be happy, and he'll be happy. So that's what they did. And every year they plant a different tree, Oh, that's um,
2: nice. <laughs> they have like a, a any sort of ceremony or just say, well, we're just gonna go No, plant they, they
1: say, you know, I told them the uh, Elemental's name. And so they say his name and they tell him we're, we're planting this in your
0: honor. Oh, that's nice. Nice, very nice. So about, uh, more about the uh, animal Uh, communication which I find absolutely fascinating because you know you have a pet like a dog or a cat and you develop that bond and then you know of course over the you know natural course of time they end up passing away and I've heard you know a variety of different stories over the years about um you know pets visiting um you know, pets coming back or even Mm -hmm. um, mentoring a new pet in the home. So what's been your experience here with, uh, with definitely
1: they will. My husband and I got married. We had eight dogs. We've had so many dogs that died of old age. We've been married for 32 years and the two that are back right now. uh, My two pit bulls are my Dobermans that were sisters and they have the exact same mannerisms, same build. Everything is the same you rarely see i rarely see an animal soul that's like a ghost nine times out of ten they're at peace they don't have our baggage when they cross it's like i'm out of here you know and if they love you they'll come back and i always know when mine are going to come back again and they always you know tell me i'm coming back and i'm like okay this is good Mm -hmm. but yeah i run a (laughs) couple run across a couple but usually it's not they're not bad or anything and they're not trapped it's a matter of like you say they're mentoring the other animals or making room for the other animals and they want them to know that
0: oh nice nice do you get a lot of requests go ahead victoria
2: (laughs) i was gonna say we have two and we uh, moved into a house not too long ago and my daughter was at the top of the stairs so all four cats go running up and then I see my daughter pick her foot up. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, the cat's coming. Said, no, no, all the cats are up here. She's like, well, I just saw it run by. So I just the like she one. saw it too.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, there's, there's, like I said, they
1: usually cross right away because, you know, they don't have our baggage. You know, they don't have our hangups, which is an awesome. No, they were all
2: playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. Where'd Mike go? I'm <laughs> um, right. <laughs> do you okay. get- I'm sorry, okay, I'm done. No, I just
0: had it on the chat screen with you two for a little bit, so. Um, <laughs> do you get a lot of requests from people to communicate with their, uh, with their pets who have passed?
1: Um, sometimes I do. A lot of times it's problems, issues, hmm. behavioral problems. I had a couple that had moved up here from California and the husband says you know can you come and talk to my dog because he's attacking my wife and he's never been like that before and so i went over and i talked with the first dog actually ended up talking to all five of them but he was trying to help her become stable i said your wife is the issue i said she's unstable she's full of anxiety she's full of stress and they're trying to help her you know stabilize by saying you know by saying hey don't do that you know you're you're out of sync you need to, to chill and once i talked to the animals and told them you know that why that she was having stress and stuff and that it would be okay then everything settled down
0: okay interesting so you work with a lot of you actually work with a lot of uh current living pets then
1: yeah yeah, I'm more living than than dead. Uh, okay. If I'm doing a, re- if I'm doing a reading and one of the animals comes through, then you know, then then I'll deliver the message. Like I've had some that say, you know, I'm coming back. Look for me. I'm a great. I'm gonna be a gray cat. You know, with with green eyes, and you're gonna find me. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. They end up finding me. So cats- yeah.
2: So animals reincarnate as animals again. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Sure um they can reincarnate as a cat or a dog or I just don't talk to bugs because they have no intention span they drive me crazy I just, I just can't get them to settle down enough to relate to them I don't mind squirrels and everything else but the bugs now
0: the bugs yeah <laughs> that would probably be a little much I don't know if I'd want to talk to a cockroach anyway I mean yeah. oh no
1: um, <laughs> I don't even attempt it. I think that's where the saying "attention span of a gnat" comes from, because none of them have much in the way of an attention span.
0: Right, but well, they don't live for very long anyway, so I can't imagine they do have much True. of one.
1: Yeah. True, But I, as a kid, I thought that was odd that they just like flitted from one thing to another and and wouldn't really talk to you for any length of time. <laughs> but
0: so. Do any of the uh, animal spirits? Then I mean, you're you're talking about they can reincarnate as a dog, as a cat, as other animals. Mm-hmm. Um, do they ever have that opportunity to reincarnate as a human?
1: Sure, they can. They can reincarnate whatever they want. I'd like a human can come back as a dog if they want to. Okay, it's just a matter of what you want to experience. If you, there's certain things about the other side. There are certain things that are set in stone. The date and the time that you come in and the uh what you want to accomplish be a doctor be a mom dad and the date of your departure and the method in which you die so this is all planned out before you even come down and if you're an animal you don't really have to worry that much about it about the planning and stuff but you know because most animals either die naturally old age or something but once in a while, you'll get one that wants to die of cancer or something like that. They want to have experience it as a dog or a cat or sheep oh, wow. or a cow. You know, it's all about the experience. That's the whole issue.
0: Interesting, interesting. Um, we have a question here out of the chat room from Mr. CO2. This is a little bit of a uh, different vein, different twist here, um, about communicating with uh, with cryptid-type creatures. So he's wondering if you could communicate with something like Dog man.
1: I communicated with Bigfoot. up in Oh, Washington. did you?
0: Okay. How'd that go?
1: Uh, Gillian Ranch. It's like they communicate telepathically quite well, actually. Hmm. And they don't want to have anything to do with us. We are, as the dogs would say, we are unstable. We are, we have issues. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to have anything to do with us. Because in their mind, all they see is us destroying things
0: they don't like it no yeah ironically there was another person in the chat that in Jill Demchinski asking if you'd ever uh, talked to Bigfoot and there you go (laughs) so how long did that communication last for did you you learn anything else besides that
1: yeah it was about 10 minutes Um, learned that you know where they like to live and um, that the one I communicated with had two children and he had a mate and they stayed towards the upper part of the mountains there where it was the forest was denser and they rarely came down below but okay. they just like to keep to themselves
0: interesting victoria you had a question oh uh, i
2: was just going to ask and um, did you just Think to yourself one day, hey, I wanna to talk to Bigfoot or did you actually see them or was there a sighting or did you just know they were I up there? I
1: heard him I heard him in my head. That's how it happened first. Okay. I heard him first in my head telepathically, and then I saw the shadow in the behind the trees. And so I knew he was back there. Okay. And I told him I said, It's okay, you know, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not doing anything, just wanna talk to you. And he just stayed where he was and, and we communicated for a little while. Until he decided it was time to leave. <laughs> he decided it was time to leave. Turn around.
2: I'm like, okay. I'm
0: fine. So.
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah, definitely interesting. Um, we have a lot of questions coming in now from the chat a- along these lines. And I know you talked about gnomes earlier. mentioned Bigfoot. So Tanya Sargissian is asking if you've also spoken of fairies. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah they're, they're cool. I was in England. Um. Uh, a couple years ago, I'm going back next year for a wedding. And I went to Scotland and it was so cool because I encountered uh, like a rare, they were dancing around a, a sculpture called um, the Kelpies. It's a huge uh, sculptured metal sculpture. It's massive. And they loved that statue because it was two horses. Kelpie, Kelpies are half horse, half mermaid. So these they were up there. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. And then when I went to Rosalind Chapel, oh. there was a gnome there. And he was just kind of peeking around the corner and looking at things. And, and we went downstairs. I have friends that live in Scotland. And we went downstairs in Rosalind Chapel. And my friend's like, why am I hearing voices? I'm like, well, it's because you're standing right in front of a portal. He's like, get out of here.
0: I can I'm see like, that with no. Rosalind chapel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause there was nobody else around. And, and I said, let's go out into the, you know, the, the cemetery. So we went out back into the cemetery and we were looking at the dates and stuff on the tombstones. And there's some really, really old ones there. And, and I told him, I said, come over here. I had found a, a portal. I said, come over here. It was like a giant urn with like a cloth draped over it, like they used to do. And he says, it's vibrating. I said, yeah. I said, it's a portal. I said, and you'll never guess whose grade this is. Reverend Brown. I said, even on the other side, he's opening a portal to help those cross. It was, it was totally cool. He was no surprised. Had never experienced anything like that before.
0: Nice, nice. Now, for our viewers who aren't familiar with uh, Reverend Brown, can you give a little background there? Uh,
1: he was a he was a reverend that uh, he his congregation was in Roslyn Chapel, and he was he died in 1762, and he had a habit of helping spirits cross over. He was Irish, actually he was in scotland but he was irish and he enjoyed doing that sort of thing and so what he said was i helped so many when i was alive he said i wondered how i could help those when i cross he said and then i found i could open a portal and they would they're, they're drawn to the portal they can see it they can hear it they can feel it so they step inside and go nice
0: now, I've had a couple of fairy experiences here in the United States. Have you had those type of experiences here as well?
1: Um, yeah, but mostly just uh, the woodland sprites, because okay. I live like right by the Mount Hood National Forest. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm between like two rivers. So there's a lot of water around, and and I always like to go fishing up there and and walk around the forest.
0: Okay, so quite different than overseas? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's okay. a little bit different. You know, it's kind of like Americans versus British. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: little bit, little bit of a different accent? A
1: little, little bit of a different way of doing things. Different
0: <laughs> accent. Nice, nice. Um, and uh, we have Jonathan A. asking if uh, there are any fairies there. I guess he's in uh, Massachusetts, so you know fairies there in Massachusetts?
1: Oh, yeah. If you find in the woods... You'll find a fairy circle. You have to look for an area where it's surrounded by rocks in a big circle. It, they're usually about twelve inches in diameter, and that's their dancing circle. So they, okay. do not, they dance they dance around there. so you, if you look for that, you'll know they're there.
0: Okay, very cool. Uh, candy orton is asking uh, going back to our animal conversation have you had any communication with an animal that actually frightened you
1: no never
0: they're pretty peaceful like I
1: said their souls are pure yeah mm-hmm. their souls are pure they're very peaceful even the ones that people you know say are aggressive it's like they're not really aggressive they're afraid hmm. and they're uncertain and they're they're insecure so most of the time if you say it Yeah, you sit and you calm your mind and you let them come to you. You don't go to them. You let them come to you. And they'll come to you when they're ready and on their own. And once they do, then they'll open up and you can communicate better with them.
0: Nice, nice. And, Victoria, um, you had something going on. It was with the the cat yesterday. And June was able to help you out? It's a
2: cat,
0: yeah. It's always a cat with you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
2: First of all i'm not a cat person
0: <laughs> right but you have like what four um, or five of them right just four. a few yeah
2: four that are alive two that are dead We mm, get getting deer outside somewhere um the first cat <laughs> we don't have that much time anyway like the, the no, cat we, we have now time. um was hit by a car no not for these stories <laughs> 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 the, the cat that watched star trek with me but um you know oh yeah happy star trek day by the way yes um 50 some odd years. Anyway, um, Remus was hit by a car and he has a lot of scarring and damage on his side where he was trying to repair, you know, where they tried to repair him. And they said, well, he's going to lose his leg and everything. So, and we worked with him for a long time. And, you know, now he's a healthy cat. Other than that little um, self mutilating thing he has going on. um, And you can tell when he's stressed or when he's, you know, very anxious it's just the way he tries right. to calm himself is by grooming right. he's placating himself and he does it in the same spot and it's right where he has nerve damage and i don't think he realizes what he was doing and he would like lick his fur off and then his skin off and then it's bleeding and it's like oh my gosh you know what are we going to do with this cat so i saw when i was looking on your website that you spoke with animals so i contacted you and i was like you know please can you help me out <laughs> and sure enough you know you had a little chit chat with him and <laughs> And by the way, Remus is a little smart-ass, you know, because yes, yes, the way I he know. looked at me today is like, really, really, lady? <laughs> so yeah. Off my yeah. Sofa. Oh, yeah, he, he is king. <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, he's the old one, you know. <laughs> so, but thank you so much yeah. for everything you've done. Is, yeah. I talked with him this I morning, am. and he's like. <laughs> <I'll see you. laughs> Like oh I didn't realize you were talking to me all this time I just thought you were making noise you know. <laughs> but,
1: yeah. Now I get it now I get it it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Once you talk to them once I talk yeah. to them then, they have a habit of listening closer to the humans. It's not so much that they understand yeah. the words, the tone of voice, and the energy that you project. That's very important.
2: Now, I worked all day yesterday. When I came home, his, his side was just dripping. And so I, I got some baby clothes and modified them and put them on, put a onesie on him so he wouldn't lick it anymore. So when I came down this morning, he just looked at me. Yeah. And he looked at his back and then he looked at me again, like, Can you (laughs) please take this off of me? No, no, no. no, It's staying on. So now he's wearing baby clothes, walking around.
1: (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, and how undignified he's—he's thinking it's very undignified.
2: (laughs) It's got sharks on it, so it's very summery, you know. (laughs) It's the latest fashion, you know. Fashion. Trendsetting cat. Well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) The other cats wear clothes too, anyway. So they're not my cats. Okay.
0: They're not my cats. <laughs> you want to make that adamantly clear that they're not yeah, your yeah. cats. I mean, I, you're
1: their human. Right. I'm, you're their, their, I'm their roommate.
0: Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I'm just the roommate. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, June, let me yeah. ask you
0: this. In, in a situation like Victoria's yeah. where you have several animals there together, um, you know, what do you pick up on? As far as the interaction between the animals, how do they view each other?
1: A lot of times, like went on with him, you know, he didn't have any complaints about the other cats. He was just very territorial. He likes his area and he doesn't want them in it, but he doesn't have an issue with them. He would rather have it to himself, but it's like, okay, if I have to, you know, I will share with you. I have no option. Yeah, we moved
2: from a small apartment to a bigger house just for the cats. (laughs) There there you
1: go. There you go.
2: There you go. They're not not my cats.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, it's kind of like my dogs, you know. We have a 4,000 square foot home, and we're still, you know, there's never enough room, never enough babies, four-legged ones. (laughs) Always room for one more.
2: It, it's gotten to the point where um, every time we opened the front door, there was an animal dying. <laughs> they would come in. I even had a feral cat bring me a, a week old kitten. Uh, oh, wow. Last year, right before, yeah, you know, right before it flooded. Um, you know, because Houston it rains and everyone drowns. So you know, it was just a little <laughs> bitty cat about this big. Well,
1: they, like, they okay, know well, they, they know your energy. They read your energy, and they know that you would take care of them.
2: I think the first cat we had left a really good Yelp review or something. And so we, we're on the map <laughs> now. The word so, is spread. Just coming.
1: <laughs> spread from place to place. You, you want a good meal? Go on down there. Yeah, yeah, that one.
2: It's it's, it's insane because the squirrels recognize my car and they would come running to me. You Not know, like squirrels.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we got her number. <laughs>
0: You know, I saw the the funniest thing, the funniest thing a, a couple of weeks ago. It, just taking a walk, and there is this squirrel, you know, through the yards, you know, following us. And it's like, from yard to yard to yard to yard. And it's like, it finally stopped because some some guy was in his garage, um, you know, monkeying around and, and doing some, I guess, hardware work. I you know, was using a saw or whatever. So the squirrel finally stopped there. But It was like five yards in a row, boom, 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 just following. It's like. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. some personality. I always
1: tell my husband, they know a sucker when they see me.
0: So uh, we're getting several more questions from the chat, but before we get to those, um, I I do want to... uh, Put out there for um, for our podcast, uh, our audio podcast later that plays on Friday Nights, KGRA Radio.com. Want to uh, thank those for listening out at KGRA radio.com. um And also, we'll get into it here in a little bit, but uh, June also has several books. But let's get to uh, a couple of these questions here again, real quick. This one was kind of interesting for Mr. CO2. Have you had any contact with animals we consider extinct?
1: Um, it depends upon, humans think that there are certain types of fish that are, uh, that are extinct, but a lot of times you can pick up on them. If I'm watching like a discovery channel or something like that, and they're talking about a certain species or something like that, that's gone extinct or believed to be extinct. And they show a picture of it all i need to link is a picture so or a drawing and then mm-hmm. i can pick up on them i can hear them so i know that they're still alive i don't know where they are i just know they're still alive interesting so
2: you're just aware of them i mean do they say anything
1: other than you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: i i I sense, I sense them and it's like there's I don't really fully integrate with them, but I'd like touch touch on it so that they're not afraid or anything like that. I have to be careful, you know, I don't want to scare them. So it's kind of like a dream for them, you know, they're not really aware of me as a person or anything, but more as a, a dream or a
2: thought. Okay, I have a question kind of, I've been noticing this once too, that um, I was told a long time ago that Cats and dogs were brought to the earth um, so we can learn how to unconditionally love because mm-hmm. you know they don't want anything other than to be loved. Right. So I've noticed that a lot of my friends who work in the metaphysical field or dabble in the metaphysical world, we all have animals like crazy. Is that something you've noticed too? It's they're almost like it's a a buffer between the craziness of the world and we can go back and be yeah. sane.
1: Yeah, it's true. Uh, you have they have to have something that calms them something that's soothing and animals have that way of soothing and calming you and there's great stress relief i mean they help blood pressure decrease they help anxiety you know all those things that they just take it in stride and just say yeah okay yeah.
2: awesome thanks i've noticed like everybody i know has animals and then those who are like sorry my computer people um don't have animals you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just not allowed to have an animal here. <laughs>
2: He's not allowed. He's not allowed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you can have
0: squirrels. That, but oh, that's yeah. why, yeah, I, I go outside and I throw the, the seed and the peanuts down and all that. So tons of birds, squirrels, chipmunks come by. Um, you know, I befriend the cats in the neighborhood and, and all that. So, that's yeah. how it
2: starts. A lot.
1: A, start A, lot of it. A lot of it is the people that are interactive with the. people or healing or, or something like that, you know, you'll find that a lot that, you know, and the animals are drawn to them because of that. With me, it's the angelic energy. and It's, it's always been that way since I was a, a little kid. So, yeah, they just come, I'm not much on cats, but you know, my grandmother More of had a dog cats person. and they were always hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so i know uh, you
2: work with archangel michael do you work with anyone else
1: oh they have i work with the legion of light it is this was a group that was created by god long before the war between heaven and hell and it's comprised of ariel the archangel michael gabriel and raphael these were the core angels that uh, trained the warrior angels and basically got ready for the war between and so the legion is usually pretty much together Um, when i died in a motorcycle accident then i realized then i knew that the what was within me was ariel the archangel she was reborn into this physical world to learn to have compassion for mankind and that's that's why i can remove a demon in a matter of seconds because of that because they fear her and Michael is always around, Michael's always around somewhere. Right now he's in England with my friend. <laughs> now, <laughs> people don't understand that on the other side, you can be in a thousand places at the same time because there's no distance, there's no time. There's none of that. When I crossed into the white light, it was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I can feel every one of the souls that were there. I could hear God. And it was like they were kind of this other souls were kind of like a murmur in the background, you know, not really uh, dominant. You know, Michael was there and my grandparents were there. And so it was quite interesting. One of the things I learned when I was over there was that thought becomes reality in their world as it does in the dark r- world. And it can in this world as well. If you, It's all about the intention that you place behind the thought.
2: And so you decided to come back, or did they tell you to come back?
1: No, I knew that I had to come back. And, you know, Michael said, the only reason you're here is to understand what and who resides within you. He says, that's why you've always been able to see demons in their true state. You've always been able to hear them, understand them, because of what's inside you. He says, now is time for you to understand what you need to start doing. They said, you need to start removing demons. You need to start helping the living with demonic entities, removing them, if necessary, killing them. And so I've been doing that for a long time. And at first it was hard for me to, i had never even heard of Ariel. I had to look it up on the net, you know, I don't know who it is, but it was quite interesting because there's little known about her other than, a lot of people think she's a male, but she doesn't like that idea she says the female is feminine energy is much stronger and she's always come back mm-hmm. as a female and and she's you know she has little time for people that are self-involved and people that hurt animals and children and stuff she has little time for them she just as soon attach a demon to them as anything
0: hmm. so some <laughs> of she's your books cover this topic, topic. yes
1: <laughs> yes I have um, The Dark Side of the Paranormal. For years, people asked, were asking me questions about it and what they can do to help themselves mm-hmm. and what to look for. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to sit down, give away some ugly secrets from the other side, you know, about the demons and stuff. So I wrote The Dark Side of the Paranormal. And I've had many people say, you know, that really, really saved me. It really helped me to understand what was going on and, you know, that I needed to get help and how to help myself. I have a um, new book coming out at the end of this year called Demon Seer, The oh. Beginning. And I, I originally wrote it for people that knew something about the paranormal. And then I realized, you know what? There's so many people who don't know much about the paranormal. I need to kind of, you know, dumb this down a bit. I need to make it simple for people to be able to understand who are maybe curious about the paranormal or curious about demons or have had an encounter of their own and they want to find out what's going on and why they had the encounter. So I'm actually re-editing it to make it simpler and ex- more explainable you know I, I you know tell them what a demon is i tell them what you know what a portal is i explain everything okay. so that they're not lost you know that sort of thing
2: it you break really down all the text.
0: terminology that they'll need
2: yeah okay yeah are Good. your children's yeah. books like that too is it like a first step to understanding no. the world or are they actually children's books
1: no they're funny they're actually children's books i wrote okay. the first one in 45 minutes when about oh 30 years ago no 40 years ago and it's called petals golden wings and it's about a little fairy who has to get a gift for the the birth of the christ child and it's it's a really good book it gets five star reviews but and then I wrote the other one called Susie's Susie's Big Adventures. It's about a little, Springer pan, a little Springer Spaniel puppy who comes to live on a farm in Eastern Oregon. It's her adventures with you know Pork Chop the Pig, Oscar the Cat, and Thomas the Rooster. Is this
0: is this your <laughs> farm? This, this your,
2: this? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's got a lot of comedy in it, and and it, you learn something. The kids learn a met lesson without being you know, without being preachy. It's like, you don't have to be the same. You know, everybody be different and get along and have fun together.
0: Nice, very nice. Uh, We're getting a a lot of questions in the chat. Actually, some are from a little while ago. I do want to get to uh, some of these. So Rick Gabbert had a uh, interesting question here. Um, He's asking, what kind of tips can you give me so I'm able to become a better sensitive so I can communicate with the other side and with animals?
1: Uh, the best thing to do is to learn to meditate if you can learn to meditate and quiet your mind then you're then you allow yourself to become more open and you can pick up their energy You can pick up the animal's energy their intention um, that's the first step and then you have to connect with your guides and guardians as well and they can help you with they can, tr- they can teach you if you go into a meditative state and you go into like uh, a place, a folly or somewhere you're really comfortable and you talk to your guides and guardians and they <laughs> will teach you how to, you know, work with the other side, how to communicate with the other side. That's the best, that's the best thing I can tell you. It, it works. I mean, I've done it all my life, so I don't pay attention, but I know I've, I mentor people and it really has helped them
0: great great uh jonathan a was wondering um he says june i had to put my cat sydney down back in january because she had cancer in her leg i'm wondering if she's still around in spirit i miss her a lot
1: oh yeah she is yeah she is she comes around him once in a while he'll feel something brush his leg and that's the cat it's like Mm -hmm. he's not far from he's not far from him
0: you find that a lot with with animals who pass, they they come back right away and, and yeah, stay with their yeah, owners. Yeah.
1: And that one is that one is telling me that he's he's going to return. He's going to return in twenty twenty one. Okay. So it's it's quite interesting. If you send me if they can send me a picture, then I can tell them where to find them, where to find them. I've done that with several people. You, can, okay. you know they, they'll tell you they'll tell you I'm going to be born you know, in the summer, I'm going to have a brown fur, green fur, whatever, Mm -hmm. for color fur, and you're going to find me at a rescue. So they do that sort of thing. I helped a lady in uh, Eugene, Oregon with that. Her cat had uh, lost its sibling, and the sibling came back as a black cat in a rescue not far from her house. And the minute they met, the, the two siblings knew each other, and they were happy.
0: Oh, wow very nice
1: they they instinctively know that energy
0: yeah yeah so you said that uh he could send you a picture is that through your website
1: yeah 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 there's a there's a contact us or you can send it to demonseer.com
0: okay there you go demonseer.com sorry well there you have a mystic connections as well right
1: right mysticconnections.org but if you want to send a picture directly to me then send it to demonseer one at gmail.com the number one at gmail.com okay and yeah. uh, and i'll get back to you and let you know yeah
0: fantastic uh mr co2 is wondering do you think that there's a connection between owls and alien greys no
1: yeah. I've never, I don't like, I've encountered uh, the aliens. I was laying, I was pregnant with my son. I was laying on the couch, must've been about 2.30 in the morning. And one of the craft came over towards the house and I could hear them telepathically. And what I heard, I didn't like. I have a tendency to shut down because what they do is they're looking for people with abilities, that that's what they want. I don't know. I didn't delve into why they want it. I just know they want people with the abilities that attracts them. And so I shut down.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that guy kind of to attraction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't need it.
0: So what else do you have coming up? You have the book coming out. When's that due?
1: It's due. I'm, I'm striving for beginning of December.
0: Okay, so in time have, for the holidays.
1: Uh, in time for the holidays, I have um, actually three books that are almost done. The second is uh, Demon Seekers in the Darkness. It's the second in the fantasy uh, books that I have. It's a, it's going to be a series of eight. And so this is the second one that takes place in Stonehenge. Okay, so this England. is a fiction novel. Yeah, this is a fantasy, like, you know, kind of like a Demon Slayer type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I have one that's called, uh, it's a sequel to Out of Time, My Romance. I haven't, got a, I haven't got a title yet, I haven't settled on the title. It's just some of the characters from the original book will be in the second one. And what's different about Out of Time is it's told from the perspective of not just the hero and the heroine, but it's told from the animal's perspective and the spirit guides and the angels. So you know, it's it's everybody gets to hear what they're saying, what they're talking about and stuff. I've never re- re- wrote, never read a, a romance novel like that, and everybody seems to think it's quite good. So I'm doing doing the sequel to it.
0: <laughs> oh, very nice, very nice. So um, it, when's that one coming out? Is that going to be like next year? Because you're saying that the uh, the first one's going to be out in December
1: yeah next one will probably be out before spring of next year the demon seekers three quarters of it's already done it's just a matter of finishing the after the climax and and then leaving leaving some for the next book leading it into the next book and so
2: the sequel just, to out of time is, when can we see this next to it's gonna be, I'm, shooting
1: for, I'm, I'm shooting for summer this next summer before my trip oh, to
2: england
0: <laughs> oh, going to England. Nice. Nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm going for a wedding in June. I was supposed to go this year, but you know, with the COVID. You know,
0: COVID. Yeah.
1: They weren't having any, you know, so I've already <clears throat> got it booked for June. Um, a friend of mine, her son is a paratrooper and he's getting married. So I'm oh, going go over for the wedding. So
0: we have a uh, question here from Joan of Arc. Uh, have you ever been able to communicate with a pet that has disappeared? So they're, they're just missing, maybe presumed dead.
1: I have, it's that what it is, is it's more difficult because you have, you have to look through their eyes to see where they are. And that's the trick you have to get inside their head and see where they're hiding or where they are. And (laughs) that's. A lot of times, it's easy to find them that way because I tell them, "Look around, you know, show me what you see, show me what's near, that sort of thing," and eventually they're found. But it's just, you know, you have to get inside their head and and guide them so that they can show you where they are. Mm -hmm. That's more difficult. Okay, and you
0: are able able to find them.
1: Yeah, they're already afraid. That's the problem.
0: Okay, they're they're afraid. They're so frightened.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry. What do you do when they're so frightened? um, I I try to listen. I mean, how do you get
1: through to them? I try to just be there. You know, you can be in their mind without pushing. You know, you can do something Mm -hmm. to make them talk softly to them in their head and and just, you know, get them to relax and understand that you're not going to hurt them and that you're only trying to help them to go home. Okay. Takes Very a little good. more time because you have to be so careful.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. You have to build that trust. Yeah, yeah. So Betty Lange has a interesting question here. Um, have you ever talked to animals that we slaughter for food, like cows and such?
1: Oh yeah, I raised I raised cattle for a while, mm-hmm. and you know I talked to them and let them know. You know this they they understand what they're there for. They're there to experience that. They're there to live the life like we raise our cattle, you know, two or three years old, the bulls. And they know what they're there for. And they know that it's going to be a short period of time and that they're going to cross. So like I said, like people, they determine what they want to do and when they want to go and when they want to come in.
0: Okay, so this may be another animal that's reincarnated as this one to experience that, or even right. a human,
1: right? Exactly.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Because we're all we're all about the experience. That's the thing about uh, our souls. You know, people think our souls are like perfect. No, sorry, they're just as flawed as the rest of us, okay. as, as humans. But they are more than willing to to take the experiences that they have and learn from them. Whereas most humans don't learn from our mistakes. Mm but they at least learn from their mistakes
0: okay that's uh that's pretty interesting so basically you know i mean i know that that's kind of a common belief that we're you know basically recycling through here to learn and to learn and to learn so what kind of lessons i guess would be different that we would learn as an animal as opposed to a human life
1: uh, as an animal, you would learn the you would learn the freedom, you know, like if you're a bull or whatever, you'd learn the freedom uh, and uh, quietness of just you know living living on the uh, in the pasture, you know, they live in the pasture and do whatever they wanted to do and have a good time. And it was time, you know. I always made sure I told them it was time. Mm-hmm. But you learned you learn about uh, selflessness, especially if you come back as a dog. a cat and you learn about all about how people treat the animals how people relate to the animals and what you can do to help that you know you and then you come back and say your next life as a human and you try to teach people to have more respect for the animals to help them to be more aware of them as individuals
0: Okay.
2: have more compassion for them
0: yeah, that makes sense, yes, Victoria. Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, definitely more yeah. compassion. Yeah,
1: we need more compassion. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, Alina the fam commented, "I wish I knew how my cat feels when he's not feeling good." Is there any sort of uh, any advice that you could give Alina to maybe you know tune into her cat a little bit more when he's not feeling well?
1: <clears throat> if you sit and you quiet your mind and you have like the cat on your lap or next to you, then just just quiet your mind and feel the energy you can feel the energy come through whether you will start to feel either sadness or anxiety or pain or depression you know all that will come through and that's how you can tell well the cat's depressed because you know he, I can feel his depression I can feel his anxiety I can feel his fear or maybe his stomach hurts you can feel that as well It's all about just tuning yourself in, quieting your mind. That's a big thing is to quiet your mind. And it's hard for most people because, you know, we're human. we got 10,000 things going on at the same time. I mean, always. I'm just as guilty. But my issue is I don't have to quiet my mind because I always have one foot on the other side and one foot in the physical world. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's normal. So I don't have to think about it. Like I said, when I was young, I thought everybody could do that never thought anything else
0: right because that was your reality so yeah Damn. go ahead Victoria
2: sorry <laughs> I need like a little sign <laughs> um, do you find that cats cats are more sensitive and then an animal like a lab maybe he's just here for a party or something because they seem to go 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 but cats are always you know curled up and methodical and it depends mm-hmm.
1: most, most cats think that the, the dogs are beneath them anyway <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: that's wrong.
2: No. No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like,
1: they're right. The dog is a drooler, and that's it. You know, I am more intelligent and more talented than the dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's
2: like the dog is there for the good time. He just wants to have Yeah, a yeah. The dog is there. So, yeah,
1: okay. You know, I'll get my loveies when I want to get my <laughs> loveies and you know, saunter on. drawn. <laughs>
0: So from the chat, Pungai fungi says, "I wonder if the rainbow bridge is real, where pets wait for their owners to pass on so they could both cross over." What do you think of that?
1: Sometimes they do. Sometimes they will wait. They will stick by their master until the master crosses. They'll wait for them. And it's not really a bridge. It's actually a tunnel. But yeah, <laughs> a white light tunnel. But they'll they'll wait for them. You know, there have been cases where the master has died. And the dog will pine away for them and be reunited with them when they cross. It's yeah. very real. yeah,
0: that's that's sweet, that's sweet. So let me ask you you uh, you communicate with with animals, you communicate with angels are there are moments in which those two forms of communications cross where you know you're able to, I don't know maybe even ask act as a liaison between angels and animals at all.
1: Not really, because if an animal, if an angel wants to talk to an animal, he he just does, like Michael just does. If there's something wrong with, um, I had a friend, I have a friend in England and her lab uh, was dying and he went, I asked him to go to him and help him cross. And he, you know, he, I know that he, Sonny saw him right and help, and he helped him cross. Okay. You know, they, 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 you know, the, animals can call on the angels because they know who they are they -hmm. don't they may not call them angels but they know that that's the good person that's the good
0: okay so the angels and animals do have communication with each other then Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah okay have you witnessed that at all oh yeah yeah
1: okay michael quite a bit yeah Yeah, he does that quite a bit yeah
0: interesting interesting uh betty Lange is asking Do you feel ancient cultures were more tuned into animals like the ancient Egyptians?
2: I
1: think they were because their life wasn't as um, hectic as ours. They had a simpler way of life. And they're, you know, we're not, we're taken up with, you know, technology, uh, work, uh, TV, you know, all this stuff where they had a simpler, much simpler life. They did their work. They went to school and the animals were there to keep them company or to play for the children to play with. You know, they were more open to the animals. Nowadays, it's like, eh, it's just a dog, it's just a cat, but there's a soul inside there. It's not just a dog, it's not just a cat.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
0: We're winding down the last couple minutes. Uh, Victoria, do you have any last questions here for June?
2: So many <laughs> yeah. throwing out yes. there. Um, Remus, that's my main concern right now. What else should we be doing for him? I mean, we we have kept him separate when and that worked for a while, and then eventually they all have to get back together.
1: Right. It's not um, that it's not that he m- minds them. It's that he wants his own little area. It's like you know, say putting his bed on the couch or putting his bed on a chair or something like <clears> that, where he has uh, his own little territory where so the others don't.
2: Apartment? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what he wants. He wants, <laughs> his, own,
2: <laughs> no, he wants his own room. <laughs> oh, he has his own room. I mean, we're all upstairs and he stays down here. And,
1: yeah, we'll come yeah. And visit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times he's, a lot of times he just wants solitude, but then there are times <laughs> when he will, come looking for you for or someone for attention. And that's the basic thing is to wait for them to come to you because then you then you know they're starting to trust you. And that's mm-hmm. that's a big, huge step.
2: Yeah, every morning it's like a, a cat gauntlet trying to get out of here. You know, they're all lying <laughs> one down the
1: hall. Yeah, it's like my dogs. <laughs> yeah,
2: they're morning cats. I'm... Are they?
1: <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. my dogs. Yeah,
2: I'm not. Dogs I'm not, are not morning dogs. Sure.
0: <laughs> it seems like animals are more morning creatures than humans anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm up at 5, 5.15 every oh, day. Okay. So even on my days off, I don't think I can sleep in. I don't know what it is to sleep in. Not for 30 years anyway.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> well, part of farm living, right? You wake up earlier, yeah, I suppose. It
1: is. You, you get out and you feed the cows because they're moving out. They're saying, come on right my dogs want out dogs want to eat
0: <laughs>
1: everybody gets fed i get my coffee we're good <laughs> right <laughs> I have coffee.
0: all right june well we are uh basically here at the end of the show i want to give you the the last minute or two here to go ahead and let everybody know how they can find you find your books and uh you know all the information about you so website and all that great stuff yeah
1: I have uh, a couple websites. One is demonseer.com and one is mysticconnections.org. They kind of m- meld into each other. So if you get one, you'll get the other one. Okay. And you can get my books on amazon.com. If you just put in June Lundgren, you'll find all my books. <laughs> I have a couple of other books that people have wanted stories from me into their books. So there's some other books there that if you find my name, you'll find the, them in there as well. And uh, you can buy them through Ingram books, uh, Smashwords, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm on Facebook, uh, Demon Seer or June Lundgren, and I'm on Twitter. I'm all over the place.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. So you can be found basically everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. Great. Well, June, really appreciate it. It It's a fascinating conversation and um, really thank you for coming on the show this evening.